Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 24. Welcome back, Adamantamaniacs. MC Adam R. Harrison here, your host, your presenter, your anchor, your innkeeper, your podcast master chef, cooking you up another delicious dish of Adamantium. Today, we've got a super succulent music episode, one of my favorite bands of all time, Stereophonics. They are rarely in Toronto, like every five years maybe. We sat down with the rhythm section, Richard Jones and Jamie Morrison, to have a quick chat before their show at the Danforth Music Hall. This was a really cool interview for me, someone that comes from a British background. I've listened to these guys for years. I'd actually tell them the story of how I first discovered them. I tried my best not to be a huge fanboy, but the guys are really cool, really laid back, gave some great in-depth answers to my questions. Unfortunately, the interview had to be a little short and sweet. I could have spoken to them for hours, but I was happy just to have any time with the guys. Of course, I stuck around for the show after. I feel like these guys just get better and better. They're so good, so consistent. Stereophonics, they've released 10 albums across 20 years, an album every two years, and I feel like they just keep getting better. When I was thinking about the Adamantium Recommends section of the intro where we recommend five songs by the artist that you can check out before or after the interview, I was thinking, how do I even narrow it down to five songs? Do I even need to? Like, I feel feel like everyone should know their music. But I did see in in, uh, Time Magazine, you know, they were, they've been dubbed UK's biggest band you've never heard of. Uh, And unfortunately, that's a little true over here. You know, these guys headline Glastonbury over in the UK. And meanwhile, they're playing the Danforth over here, which is a phenomenal venue. But, you know, you know, an eighth of the size of the venues they're playing over on the other side of the pond. So for those who aren't as familiar with Stereophonics as I am, I managed to pick five songs I think kind of encompasses their 20 years. And I hope it does them justice. So I think a good place to start yeah, is with their number one UK hit in 2005. The song's called Dakota, came from the album Language, Sex, Violence, Other. And actually, the second song is going to come from the same album. It's called Superman. The third song I'm going to recommend is called Local Boy in the Photograph. It was their very first single, the very first stereophonic song I heard, uh, and I tell a story about it in the podcast. The fourth song I'm going to recommend uh, is from actually from their 2013 album, Graffiti on the Train, their eighth album, I'm going to make a ballsy statement here and say it's my favorite Stereophonics album. Very personal choice. And so I thought, and I, again, I mentioned that in the podcast as well, so I thought I would pick a song from that album to uh, share with you guys as well. So we'll go with the lead single, which was Indian Summer. And for the last song, I thought I should pick a song off their newest album, the one they're touring for. The album is called Scream Above the Sounds, and the lead single is called All in One Night fantastic song also gives you a taste of kind of the softer side of the stereophonics as well so there you have it for all the uk listeners i'm sorry you're probably sitting there going of course i know all these songs but for the canadian maybe some american listeners who aren't as familiar there you go five songs from the adamantium by stereophonics that i think you should check out before or after this interview keeping calm and carrying on let's move into the interview if you're listening on itunes and apple podcasts please leave a review and a rating Follow us on social media. You can find the Adamantium podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Without further ado, here's Richard Jones and Jamie Morrison of Stereophonics on the Adamantium podcast. Enjoy, everyone.
coming on. I'm uh, I'm a really big fan myself, so I'm trying to be cool a little bit here. Ah, <laughs> it's all good. It's always good. It's all um, cool. My my folks are uh, from back home. Right. So yeah, we're from from Belfast. So um, you know, I, every time I would go home, one of my favorite traditions was to go to the record shop back home and see what was because we have different music here yes. than you have. Yeah. Maybe not so much now, but then we did. So there was one time I went and bought a Q magazine when I was there, and it was just after Glastonbury. Right. And it came with a compilation CD. And the first track on the CD was Local Boy in a Photograph oh, by Stereophonics. And that was the first time I heard Stereophonics. And I've been listening to you guys ever since. Brilliant. So. That's good. And it's kind of a rare occasion to have you guys here in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Well, we was here five, five, five years, years ago. ago. In this yeah. very room. Yeah. 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 And you seem to like September. Because it's always been... I, I yeah, looked it up. I, I think yeah. it was, yeah. The last time we was here, it was um, September, probably beginning of September. Like 20, 2013, yeah. I was here myself, actually. Yeah. Oh, wow, cool. And the time before that was September 2008, oh, right. which was at the Virgin Music Festival right, yeah. on the island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah, when um, Noel got uh, attacked When he stage. got attacked on stage, <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. And I was there also. I was still in school at the time. But yeah, it's a it's a great city. We love coming here. You know, like it is unfortunate we don't come here more. But you know, like we've always had a good time. We've always had great crowds, and you know, like um, yeah, not a lot more to say. But it's always really good. Yeah. Well, we got a we got a large British population too. And yeah. What I like about having you guys or having say the Kaiser Chiefs or or Oasis, of course, and when we get those British bands. It's, the British fans, they love to sing along. They yeah. love to participate. And, uh, it's not, you know, it's not like that for a lot of local bands. A lot of times, in, you know, the, the crowds here are a little tamer, stand and watch kind of thing. So yeah. it's always nice to have. That's what, that's what happens in the big cities. You get the cool crowds that, you know, like yeah. they're just there to kind of watch the band impress them. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, good. it's no different wherever we go. You know, you go to London or... Sometimes they're like the big, big cities, Edinburgh and Scotland, as opposed to Glasgow, where they mental. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when I, I mean, we mentioned some of the the bands before, and Stereophonics really kind of fall into that category of classic British rock, quote unquote British rock. Yeah. Um, and it's not, you know, to be put in that category is kind of like a, it's an honor, you know. It's not, you don't, you can't just be born in Britain and be, yeah, yeah. you know. So what do you think, what's what's the element that you think kind of gets you classified to be a Brit rock band? I think it's just, you know, like, sticking round. You know, like, and having a consistent catalogue of music, you know, because a lot of bands that come out, they might have one or two big hits. Mm -hmm. And then they seem to, you know, like, fall by the wayside. They, they might still be touring, but, you know, like, they... Something about, you know, like, people listening to music that... They might not like the new music or whatever. And we've been really fortunate to gain a new audience on nearly every album we've mm -hmm. done. So you know, like you kind of rejuvenate in your audience, and it shows when you come to the concerts as well. You know, you've got the young kids down the front, and we've got like our like, die-hard fans. You know, like uh, right off the back, that's been there for the last twenty odd years. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's down to songs as well. You know, you got to have, got to have good songs. And again, we've been really fortunate to, you know, like, um, 
concentrate on that being the focus when we're in studio and when we play live we focus on being the best band we could possibly be live it's you know like it's not about showbiz or celebrity for us it is literally you know like let's get in the studio and make the best music and when we're out live let's just perform it to the best of our abilities and i think you know like that's what people like about the band they like the honesty and you know that's what they get with us it earns really. you a spot yeah yeah, yeah. What about you, Jamie? Anything to add to that, or <clears throat> consistency? Yeah, just that. Just consistently making great music, being yeah. great at your at playing live. And I mean, stereophonics. You know, I'm skipping ahead to a question I had later, but um, really, consistency is a real factor. I mean, you guys have been two years every an album every two years, other than one one of the albums. Um, what keeps you guys consistent, and not and not just quantity, quality too. Uh, well, we're our own worst critics when it comes to, you know, like, making music. Mm-hmm. We don't like to go over anything we've done in the past, so whatever we do in the, for the future, it's always got to sound different for us. You know, it, it might sound like something that, you know, like other people have done in the past, because you know, like, music has always been regenerated, but it might not be something that we've done in the past. And, right. you know, like, we're such big fans of so many different types of music. We like to throw everything in the pot and see what sticks really and you know like um, that's what we try and do in the studio come up with new ideas new sounds you know like just showing people that we're not you know like just rejuvenating old music <coughs> um, so yeah that's I think that's what keeps us going in the studio that that type of uh, thing and when it comes to playing live um, the proof is in the pudding, really, with the audience. You know, like you, you can always tell if you're doing something right by the reaction of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. like we've always, we're we've passionate. Always, yeah, we're passionate about music. We love music and we love making music. There's no like Rich says, we're not into the other stuff. We're into right. making music. So that's how you. That's how that's you keep it. That's what keeps you alive. Like Bruce Springsteen, he loves making music, you know, like all the greats, he just love, love doing that. And then the byproducts of that is either fans or fame or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not the focus. Yeah. That stuff ain't the focus. It's trying to, you know, get your mates excited. Right. You know, if Kel brings in a song, I want him to be excited about the beat. Or right. Rich yeah, wants yeah. to get, excite the, uh, the bass line he's playing, he wants to inspire everyone in the room you know mm. and that's that's the that's the goal right yeah that's it so you you had mentioned earlier too about you know getting new fans every album and, um i mean i was a fan earlier but there was something every year you know i listen to a lot of albums but yeah. every year there's one or two that i you know that are constantly on repeat that really stick with me yeah. this, this year for instance it's the Greta Van Fleet album. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, and but in 2013, I was absolutely, I'm not just saying this because you guys are here, I was hooked on Graffiti on the Train. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, you look so, like the singer from Greta. You think so? You've got that, I don't have the those curly, eyes, so yeah? You've got those eyes, yeah. Well, you know what, I'll take that because he's like almost half my age. Do you, do you, so. think, that, <laughs> do you think they sound, they sound too much like Led Zeppelin? You know what, it's really funny. I had, um, the last episode I did, I had John Karabi on the show who was played in Motley Crue at one point and he went on a rant about Greta Van Fleet and how they shouldn't be called the new Led Isn't Zeppelin and stuff. Is he a Canadian? No, he's American, I think. I remember him. Um, yeah, and he went on, no, sorry, I shouldn't say a rant. He liked the band, but he didn't like how they were being marketed as the new Led Zeppelin. Hmm. Um, but to me, 
you know, I think it's kind of fresh because we haven't had a band like Led Zeppelin in. Well, years, they, you know, they so. can't be like Led Zeppelin. But no, no cool. one can be yeah. like Led they're Zeppelin. They're all brothers, but, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They are. And they're like 19 years old. Yeah. yeah. I like the guitar player. He's yeah. Cool. And then they're, they're phenomenal. But getting back, it's funny because they've been brought up on like four podcasts that I've done. But um, <laughs> what is it, do you think, about graffiti on the train maybe that, that got someone like me hooked? Uh, I, I think for us, it was the not not caring what people think okay. about our of the band. You know, we was at that point where um, we were in between record deals, yeah. so uh, you know, we put it out by ourselves basically with um, some you know, marketing company. And, and for us, it was just we didn't want to be tied to the three-minute you know, like format of radio right. playlists. Okay. So we went in and just all this no, like all these big sounding songs started to happen and it felt really free yeah. to just let it go and work on any idea you wanted to do you know, regardless of you know, like how long or how short the song was mm-hmm. um, and I think it, it just opened up quite a few listeners um, you know, like ideas about the band because we really you know, like didn't fit into any other yeah. category at that time, um, okay. and I think yeah, it just opened up a lot of um, a lot of new ideas for us as well, because it, it was like the point in our career where we could have gone with another record company and then wanting right. more, you know, like three-minute radio hits. Right. Okay. And yeah, it, it just freed us up really. So you know, like every album since we've. You know, like kind of taking a bit of that with us, as in the not caring what people think right. about certain stuff. But we've also, you know, like had, you know, like um, the big radio songs on. Yeah. Well, I mean, Indian Summer the, was a was it was a pretty was yeah a, yeah a good radio hit. But but uh, yeah, I think it's just that, for want of a better word, yeah, it's the the not caring. I think yeah. just free deception. Just freedom, so, like yeah. to do what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So a refreshing album for, it the, is. for the band and the listeners, mm-hmm. like a palate cleanser for what's going on in the world. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, and it's, do you think that set you guys up for the two albums following? Well, that yeah. ethos. I think each one kind that of... That ethos and that, you know, yeah. if you open the door to do music like that, you can do anything. Right. You know, the band have done the radio hits and, done, and continue to have whatever mm-hmm. uh, radio play and whatnot. But if you follow your heart, it means you can continue following your heart. Right. And if it's well received... And you've got that tick of approval. You've got the confidence to go. Yeah, actually, the more I follow my heart, mm-hmm. the more people are going to dig it. Yeah, it, it was a very uh, productive period as well. Through that, you know, like not not caring what people thought. You know, like we, I think we recorded over thirty ideas. Right. Okay. So you know, like um, I know a dozen or so made it onto graffiti, and then two or three made it onto the next. And you know, like we still kept a couple even on. Scream, scream above the sound. Yeah. So, you know, like, um, those ideas are still, you know, like making their way to the surface. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great having that, having that freedom, because yeah, you, you know you can use them at some point. Whereas yeah. in the past, when you've got a record company, some sometimes looking over your shoulder, you want to make something that's going to make them happy. But give them everything you've got right. as well, so you know, like you don't keep anything back. Where, okay. Yeah. You know, like we can keep stuff back. I know it'll fit on you know, like future works. Ah, okay. 
So, and Scream of the Sound is the 10th studio album, yeah. and it marks 20 years of stereophonics. Is there any themes on that album that kind of maybe outline the story of the band or things you've learned or anything like that? Um, I, I think it's, you know, like every album we release, you know, like indicates where we're at at the time. Yeah. And Scream Above the Sounds, you know, like sounds like what we were thinking, you know, like what was affecting us and, you know, like what music we were listening to yeah. as well, you know, like it all comes out. So, you know, like lyric-wise, it's a lot to do with the constant um, news feeds of, you know, like fear and, you know, like this is happening, right. that's happening, you know, like beware of this and look out for that. So, you know, like the title comes from that, you know, like you got to kind of look above and, you know, like uh, all that, all that media noise and, yeah. you know, like just see the world for what it is and, you know, like there's still great places and beautiful things out there, it's not all bad. Um, so, yeah, you know, like every, every album, you know, like just it's, it's right for us at that time. Right. All right, I want to, I've got time for one more question and, um, one thing when I was reading reading some background about you guys, um, one thing that really stood out was before you were called Stereophonics, you were called uh, Mother Love Company. Uh, it was, or uh, Tragic, sorry, Tragic tra Love, tragic Love, Love Company, yeah, which yeah. was named after the Tragically Hip Mother yeah. Love Bone and Bad Company, yeah, yeah. which here, the Tragically Hip are a national treasure. Yes, yeah. You know, they're local, local heroes. Uh, and I don't know that I have a question specifically, but what is, what is the hip's music kind of resonate with you guys what did what inspired what, it, what did you love about them then? it was the storytelling it was the the way they um, perform you know and they've got that you know like that not small town but they're all friends yeah you know, like they, they weren't put together you know, like it's 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 a rock and true yeah. rock and roll band so and you saw a media video yourselves yeah and you believe it and yeah. one of our friends um in LA and he brought back a tape of uh, three of their songs and we really liked them. We started covering the music and you know, like we got to see them a couple of, couple of times. Well, once in Cardiff, once in uh, London, on a couple of uh, their early albums. So it, it was really, you know, like really good for us to experience that. And we become you know, like friends with them as well. When, it, yeah. when we come to Toronto, Gold come to see us. Oh, okay. Couple of the lads coming tonight as well, so it'd be oh great! Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Well, I think that means we're that's gotta wrap things. That's a cue to go. So, sorry, thank man. you guys very much. Thank you, and I'll, I'll see you tonight. Cheers. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Adamantium.